Two Locks and a Cox. From Dylan's Radio X. Welcome to episode eight of Two Locks and a Cox with myself, Chris Bentley, the brick top of rugby union, Ian Dunstan, and third in line to the throne, Dame Sarah Cox, MBE. This episode, on the field, England from Canada at Sandy Park, the Chiefs smashing grab in Jersey, and the Rugby World Cup really delivers with the best weekend yet. Off the field, Anton Dupont is back for the quarterfinals. Ref abuse, Coxie's going to go berserk. And then in the bin, the changing nature of rugby, a massive rant from me. Let's get to it. Two locks and a cox. How are we doing, guys? Really good. What a great morning. Yeah, well, you say that. Or, or any time of day. Sorry, we have to work on our temporal bias. That was the first one, the first time I've ever heard that said, which is amazing. I still don't understand what that means. Be better with time, which Chris oh, isn't, incidentally. Yes, let's talk about that. Why <laughs> uh, we're late to the podcast. Yeah. Why are you late this morning? Because you gave me a load of c- the other other week when the, I was late. So now you can explain really, why you were late. I'm and literally three minutes late. No. No, literally what you literally. wrote it down not actually yeah actually three minutes late you were three minutes late this was three minutes late 17 17 get on brad you right. tell him so all right so very quickly i got it this morning uh, and for those of you who don't know i'm rowing oars i'm gonna row to ibiza in a few years time from barcelona wow that sounds amazing what a challenge you should come with me <laughs> let's do it okay you're i'm in. on it um and and i'm disappearing down a rabbit hole so i've got to build a massive aerobic base so i did a row this morning got up had a chat with the missus and then um, got showered and I was like, oh, sugar, I'm running late for the podcast. And I thought, if I go now, I'm not going to have any breakfast and um, I'm going to get hungry later in the day and I'll make bad decisions. So I need to eat some food now. So I quickly rustled up a bit of food and then I was late. What was it? And, no, I, and the dog pooed in the oh, hallway. Yeah, sorry, and the dog pooed in the hallway. Yeah, was, we, we were in this house and we've got five toy dogs. Mother-in-law lives with us now and um, she's got a, a, a chihuahua, like a, a King Charles Cocker Spaniel and a Shih Tzu. <laughs> get rid of the zoo it's just it's the first bit and then we've got two chihuahuas of our own and honestly our chihuahuas don't even know their own names they just do what they want wherever they want they just poo everywhere pee everywhere it's ridiculous and they're tiny you can't, you can't discipline them you just got to let them do their thing I, I love this paradox that you've got chihuahuas you, you're a what six foot seven behemoth walking around these little chihuahuas there's a lot of people's shoulders move up and down as I walk past them yeah. and, I, and I try and I remember Mannequin do you remember the film Mannequin yes and he had, he had Rambo the, the bulldog and then he got Rocky the Rottweiler or whatever and I, I call him like I'm like get back Rocky they're not worth it as we walk past these chihuahuas part like the Red Sea whenever you go anywhere near them they, <laughs> they, like, they hear sod it, like, this in, in Jurassic Park where you hear the dum yeah, Dumb. yeah that's Dumb. these two hours are like quickly and he's coming a T-Rex appears around the corner only this time it's a Yeti <laughs> let's go back to this road quickly because I just had this amazing thought so um, I am doing this road with Chris and there's three guys that are are doing this amazing training they're doing 10k every day Uh, they did fitness testing yesterday and uh, my training so far has been a couple of festivals uh, plenty of drinking all sorts of other things in my caravan yeah in my caravan and what's great here is that <laughs> have you seen those romantic films where the the man sort of puts his wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever in the back of a boat and then rows him down yeah. the river Thames? <laughs> you're going to be like yeah. shallow house. Or, or the punting. boat's going to be like in the water, and we're all going to be out because you're <laughs> That's so big. Exactly what's going to happen? Because you're now lighter than I am, uh, and there's the other the other two guys, and you're and the, basically going to row me to a pizza. It's going to be so romantic. I can't wait. No, it, it, if anyone wants to have a look, just just Google no man. Um, 
um, Ibiza Row, and you'll, you'll find all the details. It's 300 miles at sea. It, there's a level of jeopardy, and it's just enough for me to be excited about. I mean, the only thing is Ian and I are going to be hugely intimate, because the big thing for me, whenever you do these challenges, I want to know about the logistics. We're going to poo in front of each other, Ian. That's really not a problem at all. I know, but it's going to not anything you haven't done before. Um, well, That's probably know, not. But in a bucket, it's going to be a bit emotional. Or over the I was, side. I was talking because Kai, Kai Horseman and all that had to climb um, Mont Blanc and all that plava. And oh, I was like, yeah. My big concern for them was what's the logistics? But there's actually huts as you climb up. Oh. Yeah, because I, I was wondering, you know, what do you do? Because it's really cold and you need to go. When I did my. Urinate. When I did these my are six, things that fascinate me. When I did my six mile swim down the River Dart the other week, 10K. But you're weeding your wetsuit. I did, yeah. yeah. Twice. Wow. It's quite nice, isn't it? I tell you what, if, we're, if I've walked up one peak, you've walked up 15, haven't you? Well, actually, I've been to 20 a reef, so see go. if you can do that one. <laughs> I tell you what, while you're rowing to Ibiza, I will see you on the other side, right. sipping my rosé. Okay. Rose. No, that, so basically, that's, that's the only reason I've got away with it. I said to the missus, you can fly out to Ibiza. Yeah. So, so, uh, Me and Nick's your wife, wife are going to be there. Yeah. Be, um, what we're going to do is they're going to hire a big apartment and have like a few days in Ibiza. Oh, 100%. And then we'll row across. Um, You'll row me across. We'll row you across. <laughs> and, um, it's, I'm, 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 I'm nervous but excited about it. And, you're and you're sticking to this. You don't stick to much very often. Oh, and you've I'm, actually I'm, stuck yeah, but, to this. So, we, so this bloke, Neil Hitt, who's doing it with us, Neil is like, he's already rowed the Atlantic, so he's obviously mad. And he's got, we had um, performance systems with us yesterday. We were doing um, VO2 max, resting metabolic rates, all sorts. And, and I, they've discovered my optimal training pace is at about 136 beats per minute. So wow. if I'm at 136, then I'm I'm fat. I'm going to be using fat as my main fuel source. I, look, it's down a rabbit hole. I love it. I'll go on about this. I genuinely all blacked day. out for a bit there. You broke your machine though, didn't you? No, because I was because when I did the VO2 max, I was breathing a bit hard and it, it wasn't that happy. I couldn't get my levels right. It was, it was a ramp test, so you got to try harder and harder every couple of minutes I've done to lift one of the rate. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting rather rugby guys saying. Chris. I've done two. Like, we, we, we're a rugby podcast. We're talking about anything but rugby, <laughs> guys. Let, let's let's jump onto rugby before before we get cut off air. Um, Red Roses at Sandy Park, England battered Canada. Uh, you say battered. It Smashed was, them to bits. You, <laughs> wow. We're starting <laughs> there, are we? We're them. starting up here. Uh, no, I, it was a very good game of rugby. I had a terrible, terrible morning that morning, but I made it to the game. And uh, I'm quite glad I did. Because yeah. well, it was... But hey, our girl, Tyson, book a boom scored. She, she did, she did. Um, <laughs> it was a hell of a, hell of a game. All it was was offloading. A yeah. couple of little kicks and a couple of, you know... So that England have evolved their game slightly? Everyone's evolved their game. It was, honestly, there were some fantastic tries and they were flicking balls out the back. They were they were offloading. They just wanted to keep the ball moving, keep the game moving. And uh, I saw the referee afterwards and I think she ran near on 8K in that game. What, what, Which, what's the average for a referee in a game? Um, you'd probably be about six and a half to eight. And right. if it's if it's a real big one, it'll be about nine, nine and a half, mm-hmm. which is a lot of running. How many high intensity metres? <laughs> why, why would I know that? Because that's the key stat. Oh, I've got a little Garmin on my wrist. What if you wear, if you wear, oh, sorry. If you, see, when we used to play you had GPS and it was all about your high intensity metres, so you can cover a lot of distance, but it's high intensity metres. That's the ones. That's oh where you're God. running fast. How many did you used to get? About five. Three, <laughs> <laughs> three exposures. Like, you've, you've done a lot of running, but you've just done nothing of any use. <laughs> you've been ruck inspecting. <laughs> No, my 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 run, my run on debut in the Prem was at London Irish, and I've got an after dinner story I'll tell, but I won't do on here. And um, we did this box kick, and it went up, and everybody ran, and the kick caught the wind and moved to the right. 
and uh, everybody ran to the right. And um, back, and I just kept running in a straight line. And Baxter in review was like, Bentley, what was going on there? I said, Rob, I genuinely don't know. I was so tired. <laughs> 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 I was just running. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, Ellie Kildun, there was a fantastic stat you got there. Yes, a, a very fantastic stat around um, how many defenders she beat in a game. And so far, it is, she beat 19 defenders against Canada. That's uh, more than I've beat my whole career. That is correct, yeah. Uh, the most ever recorded by Opta for a Red Roses player in a single match. That surpasses our mate, Danielle Waterman, at 17. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. Is that because she's really good or was their defence just a bit loose? No, she's really good. She's no, really the Can- she's the really Canadians good. are ranked fourth in the world, are they? Yes, they are, yeah. 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 Um, uh, they're, they're fantastic, they are. Yeah? They're, yeah, yeah. And uh, look, it's, it's always difficult when, you know, you're getting game time versus probably not getting as much game time. The Canadians come together very rarely at the moment um, and that's all to do with funding and things like that and being very geographically dispersed. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the, the England girls have been in camp quite a lot recently. Um, they've got a new structure they've got a new coaching team they're playing a slightly different um, way of sort of what they're used to um, yeah. so it's a little bit more chaos in there and two which chiefs, two chiefs de- well, one, one debut and one run off the bench as well yep 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 we've got our friends from Chiefs in there so Macy Allen homegrown homegrown talent girl, which yeah. is great isn't it that's yeah. what everyone wants to see she's a good but she's very focused Macy isn't she though she's very good met, yeah. met her at um, Greendale Farm Shop and she is like straight down the yeah. line like or smash him, bro. Or smash him. One percent, top 1%, isn't it? Yeah. Or even less than that. But, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a girl's own dream. Make your debut on your home pitch, score a try. Stra- and then it was like, it was like Rocky, she's straight up in the crowd, cuddling the family, like, climbing past everyone. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's lovely, lovely footage of her climbing into the crowd. Yeah, no, it was oh, so good. Just a quick digress. Lovely footage. Did you see Exeter City last night beat Luton Town, Premiership Football Club? St. No. J- the real St. James's Park was bouncing. I saw I saw lots of people comment, and then someone from uh, Luton said, "Well, it was our third team and all mm-hmm. of this routine, but you can only play what's in front of you." Uh, it's a Premiership football team. I, I like it when when Exeter as a city does well, um, or, or anywhere from the southwest as well. And the fact that a Premiership team came down and got beaten, and and I want to just give a quick shout out to the media team at Exeter City who are fantastic. Well done, guys! You did some cracking footage last night. It's nice, nice. to see it, isn't it? Nice. Everything coming to Exeter. Yeah. yeah, love it. Yeah. Love it. We need more of that. Yeah. Um, and I was in with uh, our mates at Exeter City Council and they are doing some fabulous stuff with the RFU for all of the impact and the drive for the Women's World Cup. Yeah. Um, which what's, I think What's funny here is Brad and Chris have started communicating using an iPad. Oh, I know. So cause... Chris Chris normally communicates with like ape signals, you know, how they <laughs> an ape can talk to each other over the, like with hands you know, and things. Did you know a monkey smile is your bottom teeth? Is it? Oh my God. I don't want to see your bottom so if, teeth. If, your top if, teeth are terrible. If, if a simian shows their top teeth, that's stress oh. or tension. But if they show their bottom teeth, that's happy. I've just seen Stonehenge. So, so it, if, when, I'm, when I'm at home, <laughs> sometimes I'll say to my wife, monkey smiles. You got that? <laughs> wow. Such There's a someone weirdo. listening right now who's done a monkey smile. <laughs> they are guaranteed, aren't they? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. Right, um, um, moving on, extra Chiefs, smashing grabbing jersey. I met Stino at the um, Girling Jones golf day. Stino was a bandit, sort of won the won the golf and then left. Didn't hang around for the social. I arrived for the social. Dropped the mic. Yeah, um, he was I saying, did that at golf competition once. Oh, God, you're, you're European ranked, aren't you, Coxie? No, I'm not European ranked. But you yeah, were? They, no, they did a charity golf um, day 
and they said, oh, do you want to play and represent sort of this, that, and everything? Yeah, 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 fine, whatever. Um, I didn't tell them I used to have a handicap, so they gave me the maximum men's handicap, which is what I asked for, and then they put me on the men's tees. <laughs> I went and won the whole thing. There were so many angry people but in there. You were very good at golf, weren't you? you I wasn't bad. Yeah, I had to make a decision what I was going to do, GCSEs or golf. And I chose GCSEs. Right. My poor father cried, I think, when Honestly. he saw the Porsche roll off the, uh, off the driveway. <laughs> this is what you could have had. had. <laughs> yep. And he was like, are you definitely sure? Yeah. I was like, yes, I'm definitely sure. And here I am, a bloody referee. Right, so but You're not a bloody referee. You're a damn good referee. And you're you're walking the path for other people to follow. You're, you're a, walking through the field of nettles. You're a shining light. <laughs> oh, we brought that one up again. Yeah, well, shining light. Like, let's to, come to that later. Okay. I want to talk about the cheese who did, they genuinely did the smash and grab because Chiefs have, have, have evolved now pretty much everywhere they go. They go the day before, they settle in, they get organised and then they go to the game. But this time they flew out the morning they, of they the flew, game. They left Exeter at half past ten. Got, yeah. to, Jer- got to Jersey. They, they, they departed the airport at like midday straight to the ground, um, level pegging through the first half and then ran away second half and then had a night in Jersey. And then this was the weird thing and I'm going to come on to this later. Um, Stino said they, they they couldn't get everybody out the island uh, on the the Sunday, so some of them had to stay an extra day, and they had to lobby the guys on who would stay because they all wanted to go back. <laughs> I'd have been like, leave me there, find <laughs> yeah. me a pub. I yeah. want the rugby. They're all yeah. athletes now. You're not correct, mm. but um, that was um, so. Chiefs and and I like Rob Baxter's comments after. You know, Lewis Pearson called a, a, a perfect lineout drill, which is that's a tough thing to do. Um, and he, he, I'm really excited by Lewis Pearson. He's, do, he's he's stuck in there for quite a long time. He's been in and around the environment, and and he's getting his head, and he's doing well. And, and I like to see a lad do well. And Jersey are a great side. We say I say each week, any side can play rugby for a certain amount. Again, at half time, the score was was pretty even. I think actually mm. Chiefs were just one score up. Yeah. Mm. So so it just shows that the, these championship sides are very good, very well drilled. Got- I, I think the top three or four in the champ now are as good as the Prem. I, I, I think I don't know whether they'll be able to reproduce it every week, but I'm calling that. I think the Prem, wow. the Prem as a league, is not as strong as it was. I think the champ is definitely upping its ability. Yeah, yeah well, but they can't m- hang on. Um, so you'll have a good first half, and you'll see most of that in the in the scores now they reflect, and then they just can't hang on. Well, I don't know. I think it, it, it was Jersey beat Bath at Bath, wasn't it? They pumped them. Yeah, uh, I, a full Bath. Um, not far off. It was, it was, a, de- it was a decent bath. Mm. At the end of the day... You, For the southern you people watching, it's bath. You don't want to lose. Ah. If, if you're a premiership team, you don't want a champ team coming to your club and beating you. And, and Jersey didn't just beat them, they pumped them. But mm-hmm. likewise, the you know, the championship teams can really up their game because yep. they want to take a scout, much like Exeter City did with Luton last night. Mm, yeah, go on, they then. play their best game that they possibly can because and, they're and this really is, up the, the, for The it. challenge of the elite level leagues is you have to do it every week. Yes. Correct. And you have to do it for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, depends on the referee. Plus, well, yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Well, Coxie always, call, Coxie always calls it 175 minutes because she's knackered. 105 minutes. <laughs> 75 minutes? Honestly. You no, so, so good result from the Chiefs. And then look, Rugby World Cup. I mean, we have to talk about the... The, the best game of rugby that well, I everyone, have watched berserk, for such they? a long time. Uh, I mean, the score was, was there. But I mean, to put that many points on Chile and to get no red cards was just the best game of rugby of England I've seen, like I think, ever. He's like, talking about a different silly? game here. Yeah, like the way you did that. No, I, I'm t- look, I'm Christopher Llewellyn Evans. I'm talking about the Welsh result. Well, no, they can only play Ireland, Ireland South Africa. Ireland, South Africa was... Different level. 
Hang on, I'm still talking about no oh, red cards in an England game. Oh yeah, so England without a red card, that was like the first game in I, seven years. Hence why the oh, best yeah. game of rugby at the weekend, I was on the well, edge yeah, of my Henry, seat. Henry Arundel, I mean, Jesus, he wrote the headlines himself, didn't he? Five tries, Henry V. Uh, yeah. But, you, beat, you beat Chile. You anyway, beat some barbers and a dentist. All right, I'll stop being silly for two minutes. He's um, actually the fourth player to score five plus tries in a men's World Cup. Christian Cullen's got to be one of them. Uh, Mark Ellis. Oh yeah. Chris Latham. Right. Josh Lucy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's four. <laughs> He's no, in fifth. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, this is what up to Johnny is telling me. Oh right, okay. And um, he's also the second youngest to score three plus tries. Yeah, the, tr- in a the truth World is, Cup. other than one, they were all on a plate to him. Although Stuart Barnes spoke well about it and said he's like Jerry Guskett, you've got to be in those positions to score the easy tries. Well, wide yeah. out wide while all the chilly defence is narrow because they're knackered. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, let's go on. What a game. What a game. So Ireland. now it's Ireland. Yeah, off. OK, yeah. now I'll be serious. Okay. Yeah. I watched it at the Oyster Catcher in Polzath and uh, for a pub it was just a little bit quiet and I couldn't find a single South African... <laughs> <laughs> you were desperate, words, yeah. It's absolutely desperate to be that rugby noise. But the South Africans had they've got because they're they're kicking at something like fifty one percent for the World Cup, and that game it was like twenty two percent. Libic missed everything, and they were, I mean they were going for siege gun kicks, but they left twelve points on the field and eleven, that, that, 11 points at that level. Just can't happen. need them, don't well, you? It showed it, didn't yeah. it? Well, it shows that you need kicking, and yeah. kicking is probably the the biggest part of the game at the moment. Especially as you go into knockouts, you Correct. have to be kicking your points. Uh, and we want to speed the game up, and kicking probably slows it down. Hmm. That saying. was, and it was, it was just intense and brutal as well. And again, not a single red card. Some of those tackles going in were just uh, incredible. The, this, this is the thing for me. It, th- there was still no less. Uh, attrition, physicality, head knocks, and every, everyone's going berserk about this performative. Oh, it's a head shot. We've got to send them off. If, if we're serious about head injuries and what have you, there's an equal number of subconcussive blows have taken place in that game, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's great! It's, they're going to wake up with sore bodies." It's like, yeah, but if we're serious about min- minimising the head knocks, then we need to put bigger space between these games. Oh yeah, you think you know some of those waist high shots going in with that collision when the when the world stops for just rotating for a second, <laughs> your brain inside your skull must rattle. Yeah. There's just no way because oh. it's like hitting a brick wall, isn't yeah. it? Sorry, I'm, I'm in a. I'm in a. You're in one of those moods today. I am. Yeah. Oh, I've got yeah. a feeling that's what his feeling rant's going to be about. Yeah, no. There was there was um there was a change into the guard moment as well when Evan Estabeth got stood up by James Love. Yeah, Not, it was, but oh, it's a winger though. I know it's a winger. Your second oh, row. You, you, when you see a winger, it's manna from heaven. I'm going to run over you. And he didn't just he he, he picked him up and. He picked him up. He was already. With him. He didn't actually take a full-on hit though. He didn't run into him flat out, did he? He wasn't far short of it. And there were a couple of them, and yeah, it was still. It realize, was a great. I hit. didn't realize how big Esther Beth is. He He's is massive. Because Jim Hamilton massive. did a thing at Chiefs, and I and I always decide look next to and Jim Jim's, Hamilton. Jim's Jim Hamilton's got two inches. He's a genuine lad. six six eight. Yeah, we're talking yeah. genuine. Tyson Fury size. Yeah, he's genuinely yeah. a bit bigger than a normal human. Six, and, nine and... Height. And Estabeth is the, it was eye to eye with him, <laughs> but he's got arms like my thighs. I can... Wow, Honestly. You're a big dude. I don't think anyone's got arms like your thighs, but... Mate, then... It's, it's the, I know, you're getting skinny now. Oh, he's, he he's doing all his rowing. Rowing gnaws. Yeah. But let him crack on when he rows me to Ibiza in our romantic canoe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to bring like some music while I'm listening? I might start training a month before. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, what a game. Uh, and there were other you know, fantastic games. But the thing is, it's like when you watch boxing 
and Hagler Hearns and some of these big fights, they're never the same after it. Was that level of intensity so great that it's going to be difficult for them to do it again in the quarters, the semis, the final? No. Maybe. No, I don't think it will be. I think if that's the final again, because they can meet, can't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the way that it works. They could make the final. Yeah. They could make the final. Yeah. That would Just like France, New Zealand was an amazing opener, uh, that was an even better game of rugby. Because th- this is the thing for me, I'm still fancying some, there's going to be some smashing grabs. I really do. I think I think some of these big nations are putting some monstrous performances in. And like Ireland could yet get knocked out of the competition if Scotland beat them in a week's time. <laughs> if Scotland beat them and they're seven points clear, Ireland are out. And this the emotional level that the Irish got themselves up to to play that game and to win. And they're going to come against Finn Sanity, who's just going to go, well, let's have a go. And if Duhan van der Merve scores a try early doors or, you know, you know, if Scotland can get a bit of a handle on it and then Ireland are under immense pressure and emotionally they've given so much to that game and there's still four weeks of the competition to go and you're thinking World Cups are about lasting durations like are Argentina a dark horse because they've been dire so far but they're going to qualify from their pool and they're they're going to they're probably going to play Wales and you're thinking ooh they they could you're looking at it you're thinking bloody hell well what Australia do you think they no no Australia are out now yeah Wow, yeah, I think they Australia. All know that I mean, as well, don't I think I think the the journalist in in the Sydney Morning Herald that broke the story that Eddie Jones was talking to the Japanese team the night before the game. It felt like that was in the Australian rank in the last twenty minutes. It, it was it was like that Simpsons meme. He's already dead. Please stop. <laughs> but but they've got problems at the very top, haven't they? I mean, they're they're probably one step ahead of RRFU who also maybe allegedly have problems at the very top, mm. uh, and it, it's really crumbling in Australia. Well, they're, they're battling Australia a sports mad public, and you've got the NRL, the AFL, probably the. the they are the battling with some big sports over and, there, and 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 to get hold of anything, they are in in a bit of trouble. And you, and they've got the Lions tour coming, and the World Cups going to them, so they need to get back in shape. Yeah, but that yeah. was that, that has to be the Nadir. They, 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 you don't have to be in shape for your own World Cup. England proved that in 2015. <laughs> oh, they did all right. They got like, knocked out in the pool stage. Oh, yeah, team-wise, but as a facility oh, set the, the up, World that Cup, was unbelievable. The World Cup was amazing, but yeah, performing in your own World Cup isn't necessarily Oh, yeah, no, that, that, yeah, no, that's a different story, but yeah, they can, you can still host the World Cup and so not we do see so well. That uh, Namibian, Namibian guy got six weeks for putting DuPont out. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. Off the field! <laughs> <laughs> so moving into the off-the-field moments. Um... Yeah, it, well, I mean, it's a bit... The, the whole disciplinary procedure and uh, is is a bit difficult to get your head round at the moment because this this chap, again, he's not he's not deliberately gone, I'm going to go with my head into another man's head and yet he gets eight weeks out and yet there's, there's knocks and bangs where lads are just getting... You don't want to keep going on about it, but... He was already low and DuPont is the size of a, you know, a large child. So to get down even lower, it was really unfortunate. But six weeks. I mean, look, is it going to have a massive effect? No, not not for the Namibian guy. Uh, and he took out pretty much the king of French rugby at the moment, but didn't you, he? You, no, the king of rugby, I, I think. I'm, I'm parroting rugby Twitter. There's, there's a lot of people are saying, you know, it's almost, again, it feels like there's an element of performative about this because he took out Anton DuPont and because he's from a second tier nation, we're just going to ban him for six weeks. Whereas... Tom Curry or, or Owen Farrell, which are equivalent sort of tackles. It's clumsy; they don't mean to do it, but it's happened, and they're getting two weeks for tackle school. And, you, and, and it just feels a little bit like we're going to throw the bucket in because he is the poster boy of rugby that's just been taken out. Mm. What? 
whatever happens in those disciplinary meetings I've, I've been a party to a couple of them because I've sent someone off but like they, is, it they, full of, is it full of legal people yeah. and, and, and it's less about the it's flow like you're of on trial. Union, literally it's, it's honestly you, you actually sit sorry actually it's, it's like you're on trial yeah. um, and you sit there with a QC in there um, or now Casey and you answer questions and they, they grill you like they would um, in court and you you put your story across you've put your report in and you then have a representative from from for me from the RSU and then they ask you questions and I was in one because of a director of rugby and some things that he said to me after a game and did inadvertently after the game and uh, yeah you, you you put your statement across and you talk about it and then they they give a defense and then the panel goes away and, and talks about what's happened um, but, but they, the, they the can tackles. trip you up at times. Yeah, but the tackle, I mean, that's very different because that's difficult with the tackle. It's like, watch the video. Well, no, no, yes, and you still have to put a report in. You still have to tell them what the weather conditions were, um, what the pitch was like, what the temperament of the game was like, um, how far away you were from the incident, was it filmed, all this sort of stuff. And I gave a red card for a very similar thing to the DuPont one where he was upright and smashed him with his head in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like those are some of them are clear cut dry that's what it is um there are other things where a defense will come in and we saw that with the the feral thing originally the defense came through and they spoke about different things but i've known i've known cases that they've had gps data to show that players are doing one thing or the other and just depends but of course the gps can say like the height you're at and stuff like that and velocity in which you're traveling i remember talking with james parks on the condition of chiefs and the gps gives them 400 different readings chiefs only use about 20 of them but it's literally yeah. like the height you're at, your acceleration, your deceleration. Yeah, all if sorts you're of stuff decelerating like into something or yeah. accelerating into it. Maybe I'm a bit too simple and virtual. I see a video mm. of a guy running in and smashing someone in the face. Yeah. That one, that <laughs> one I, th- I think, to, pretty... to be honest, is clear cut. Yeah. I, I think you've you've led with your head, you've smashed him in the face. Like, I, I don't see. You, you say he's low, he's not. He can be lower. Well, of course, like, he has to be lower. That's that's no, the thing, I isn't think, it? Well, yeah. the, the, the key. The key for me is nobody, unless they're absolutely berserk, leads with their head into a contact into a tackle. No, no, so ben, ben White would have. I'll play some voice ben, messages he ben, sent me recently. Ben White would definitely have led with his head because he is that sort of a person. Yeah. But yeah. The, the thing is, is like we're in an era we've we've been quite clear over the last three years mm. of what this looks like. It's not gone away, so we've got to understand that we're going to have to get lower at certain times. Now, we as referees and in behind the scenes, you can't you can't say, oh well, he didn't mean it. Like no, you, you no, can't, you can't no, do think, that. Think, you I have think, to go off fact. I'm absolutely right. Right, you, you, you clumsy tackle. You've smashed the bloke with your head. You have to be sent off. My, my, my thing is, he's not going to learn from a six week ban that I can't. I've, he's a back row. He's abrasive. He's got to tackle on the gain line. He's still going to try and be aggressive on the gain line. He's six foot five. He's tackling a five foot eight bloke, and he mistimed it. Well, well he's a professional rugby player. Yeah, but, but get lower. It's difficult to I, say I, that. I know, I know that, and, and this is and, very and if, black if, and white. If you're a big dude and, you're, and your job is to win the gain line, then you have to be aggressive on the gain line. And if you say, well, get lower, well, yeah, I'll do a passive tackle. And then the coach goes, well, you're now passive tackling. I'm not picking you. I'm going to pick the next one. No, it's and, not. No, I think, I think, and from my limited experience as a rugby player, don't get me wrong, I didn't play professionally. Mm-hmm. You can still make a dominant tackle low. 
Well, look at the Ireland uh, South Africa game. They were all dominant tackles, and they're and all they're low. low. Yeah, but but there's a fair few that just didn't get picked up. And if you go if you go back and look at it, there's some clear outs and what have you that take place. That if we put the scrutiny that other games have had, certain instances, then there's yet yeah, there's red it, cards that, plenty. That doesn't matter because what it's about. We say about this about refereeing is about consistency. Mm. And Ben and Keith was consistent all the way through. Someone said to me, oh, "What's that? Is that a yeah, seatbelt? Yeah, it was just no, a lazy but, hand but, over no, his shoulder." But that's exactly it. Consistency exactly of that game. You can't have consistency between different referees because we're all human beings. No, but, 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 but the seatbelt tackle in another game, that's, oh, seatbelt tackle, it was, penalty. It was a handover, but yes, but he didn't give any of them oh, no. because none of them were dangerous. And, and we're saying it's one of the best games ever. None and of them had but you're and, we're, and we're saying it's one of the best games ever and the only difference stop is it's performative. Me, yeah, stop interrupting. You've done that four or five times yeah, to the both of us now. Exactly. Ian, please finish your point because you're making a good one. And, and my wife tells you off for no, doing it when she listens to it. make your point. So anyway, so it was material effect. There was no real badness that happened from something that was a, a hand slightly over a shoulder. It was a good tackle and it looked slightly wrong, but the material effect was that, and it was consistent all the way through the entire game. He didn't give any of those ones that were maybe 51-49, but it made for one of the best games we've watched for ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you've got to have poetic light- licence to do that. Yeah, you're a conductor. As a referee, Correct. you're a, you're doing the laws of the game and you're a conductor. You have to referee a good game that's entertaining to people, that protects the players. Uh, you have to uh, understand the flow of the game. Exactly that. Yeah, and you, you have to almost plug into the flow of that game yep. so that you're not somebody that's sticking out like a sore thumb. Now, there are lots of things that happen in the background that we as Joe Public, and I'm putting myself as Joe Public at the moment, that we are not a party to, to conversations we are not a party to, which then can potentially lead certain things happening on a rugby pitch. Now, that's just the way it is. It's like teams. When you have meetings about about games, you'll change tactics and you'll change things that are in there. That's the same with referees. They'll sit down, we'll go through things. I was on a call last night where we're going back over the Premiership Cup stuff and we're looking at things. Do we think that this is leaving the line out and we want to penalise this as, as a group of us to try and get that consistency? But you are up against human beings. There is not an algorithm out there that will allow you to produce exactly the same performance as exactly everybody wants it to happen because you're dealing with human beings. So there's going to be a sliding scale. So once we get our heads around that, once we get in tune with the fact that you're dealing with a human being that is interpreting this game and trying to go with the flow of it, you you, you can't get consistency out and out right. But they got it right, and they got it right as a yeah. team of four or five, but, however many they are, because the TMO didn't jump in when he saw something. Chris is now putting his hand up. Chris, it's our turn to talk. You shut up until we tell you. Brad, fade him out. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so the, wow. so the, the, the team of... Uh, Brad has actually faded him out. The team of, uh, of four or five there, the TMO didn't see something that was... That was 60 40 slightly dodgy um because the reference uh, was left left to get on with it and he didn't then keep chirping in but you you which but you great. also you've also got to remember as well is that a lot of this tmo and stuff they don't go looking for things what happens is sometimes you get producers that will put it on the screen and then then you've got this conversation about it it's on the screen and you're like oh okay i've got, I've got no choice now i have to I've report got no it. choice yeah, yeah, true, yeah exactly whereas if we're all off the same hymn sheet we can understand what's going on and you get more and more of that and you've it's a team a team thing not just from tmos but also from producers and commentators and, this is and great. everyone that I'd goes like with to it. welcome everyone to one lock and a cox <laughs> <laughs> from radio x no, this, this is the whole point 
It's the brutal theatre, and he allowed us to see the brutal theatre. And there the were knocks that in other games would have been called, would have been would have been sanctioned. But instead, we saw an amazing game of rugby where everybody went for it. And if there were some clumsy mishaps, a seatbelt tackle, or there was a clear out on Dialende that was a bit suspect, that would have had 20 minutes of scrutiny and all the angles, and somebody would have been simbing. But no, we had a great game of rugby. And that's Rugby Union. And that's what we should be seeing. And, Everybody and, bought and, into and, that game. Yes, but 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 some just because there was nobody coming away with a broken fractal orbital eye bone or whatever it may be, we just cracked on. And and, and that is the brutal nature of rugby union. And yeah. we can't we can't temper that. And six years of sanctions, it's still happening. So for me it's like, look, you know it's gonna happen. Now if you have an absolute head the ball doing something stupid, send them off. But if you're just going to have a physical game and sometimes there's going to be a few clumsy mishaps, yeah. let's accept that's what Rugby Union is. Yeah, but, you know, so the Mike t- Stevens, the risk is the reward. The yeah, TV yeah. angles were brilliant as well. At scrum time, they got the dead over top. So if you're a bit of a nause, oh, you could... cam. Yeah, you could yeah. see. And I was like that. I said, watch this. Was, this scrum's going down because the right head, the, the tight head, righty tighty, is you saw his hips come out and you knew what was going to happen. And then the guy was stood next to me. How did you know that? I was like, you can just see it because it's such a good angle. You have that angle at Cornish Pirates, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right over the top. <laughs> If it comes, it goes that far side yeah. into that little temporary stand. The camera that films the game is so high up that he has to tilt the camera over the side, and you get this like spidey cam for a little bit, and then it goes off back over the pitch. There was there was a cracking moment in the game. Coming back to it, that I'm all about. Uh, Ox Niche was at the side of a ruck. And Josh van der Feer tried to grab his leg and pull him in, and then Oxnish stood on his hand. He didn't oh, stand on his hand. I no saw the clip. He wasn't looking he at it. He absolutely deliberately did that. There was no <laughs> doubt in my mind. He went, Look, you're going to pull me in, I'm going to stand on your hand. And Defleer, you know everybody carried on. Yeah, yeah, but that, that, <laughs> that is rugby. He's like, If you're going to be a nose, I'm going to nose you back. If that the was the Irish right thing. Got, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that, that is right. Look, that, that, that's last week I was going on about Ben Earl with his. his behaviour, housery. And that was exactly it. Josh van der Feer was housery. Ox and went, If you do that, I'm going to stop you. Problem solved. We crack on. Rugby union's playing. You learn like under 13s, do not do not put your hands on the ground the wrong side of a ruck yeah. to support your and body don't, weight. And don't gnaw somebody by trying to drag them into a ruck. Because someone will tread on your hand. Yeah. Anyway, you guys abused me um, we just didn't then abuse by, you. by muting me out. And we wanted to talk about uh, referee abuse. And there was something quite pertinent took place in the overball, the round ball game this week, Sarah. The is round ball game, yes. I, I believe it is a gentleman, Jermaine Jenis. Terrible, terrible tweet. Complete house of a referee. referee. They're all ruining the hour game. It's not very well written, this tweet. So that's what he actually wrote? No, it's even even worse than that. He's a really friendly one off BBC, isn't he? Yes, and actually did a campaign um, prior to this tweet about um, stopping abuse and surrounding referees. And then puts that. It actually says complete um, and it doesn't say Houses, SH house yeah. off right. a referee right. they're all ruining the hour game oh, yeah. that's good England we need to One learn a million him. views 2.9 million now oh, oh, uh, 7,000 likes on, 759 retweets and 855 when um, they Coxie you're a referee now I believe that the refereeing fraternity doesn't just exist in rugby union it exists in soccer and netball and volleyball and everything how do you feel about that? Is that going to is that going to make it worse for you as a rugby referee when one of the main broadcasters on free to view TV is tweeting stuff like that? That's what's ruining our game, not referees. That's that's the stuff that we don't need to happen, and that's the stuff that opens up channels for people to be abused in lots of different sports, and it almost makes it okay to happen. 
and I, I, like, I think it's poor from him. He has come out and apologised, but it's too late. The damage is done, and you've not even deleted the tweet. But this is Twitter, isn't it? This is, like, where Chris gets loads of his opinions from. Oh, my God, yeah. Isn't it? And it's like, wow, someone retweets, what's your alter ego called who's got, like, one follower and no oh, picture Dave, on it? Dave23645. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is just people sat Sarah there. Cox is a rubbish ref. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has happened. I saw Sarah Cox in McDonald's. Um, uh, and it's just that, isn't I it? I watched it's, Sarah Cox sleeping. I, I actually, oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Uh, that's probably you. Um, yeah, no, I actually ego. got a really nice tweet the other day. Um, ah. A gentleman, uh, after the Newcastle game that I did on the weekend, um, he complimented my referee in style and then also asked if I was okay because I was on the phone after the game looking quite distressed because my flight had been cancelled the next morning and I needed to be back here. Oh. So he was uh, he was just checking in, which I thought oh. was quite nice. Oh. On the subject of checking in, Kev Westlake, um, health and safety officer for... He does a bit for Exeter Chiefs, does a bit for Ealing. He knows the people at Harlequins. He's made sure that you're mentioned from the pod oh, a few hours ago has got back over to yeah, them so yeah. thanks for that yeah, Kev there are some good things that are happening as well uh, yeah, amongst and, all the negativity and, and those things are in real life not yes, on Twitter not on Twitter no and I, I, I get it it's, it's a very toxic platform that oh. has been created now um, and there are some people that like to be on it but again I go back to my point when I had that full rant in episode 7 is that I like I find it really difficult that we can open up avenues and allow people to almost find it acceptable to go after people's livelihoods and people that are trying to go out there and just do a game. And I think what we're not seeing at the moment is the impact that's having on the levels. And at the moment, we've got a call to action in the national leagues to get assistant referees because we've lost so many um, for whatever reason, for lots of different reasons, not just just that side of stuff. Um, but we're we're not fulfilling all fixtures in societies at the moment. Places are really struggling. Um, we're struggling with um, bringing new referees on board. And if we're not careful, if we don't have those pathways, which national leagues are pathways for professional referees, we've we've all gone through that. Then let's um, let's not list the problems, Coxie. Soapbox right now, recruit some referees. What's so good about refereeing? No, I'm not recruiting referees, and I'm, I'm just going to finish the point that I'm making is that we are running out of people. But, but we're getting so right. This is the one thing that's doing my head in my room. Everybody's listing the problems. List what's good about being a ref. Tell us why it's good to be a ref. Tell us why somebody should be a referee. Because I had the opportunity to run out in front of 60,000 people and sing my national anthem with an entire stadium at the Army Navy game. And you've got opportunities to be in there. And my two touch judges were uh, championship referees um, and involved in the championship. So it's not all about the the sort of premiership elite mm -hmm. stuff. Um, you get some of the best best seats in the house, basically. You look at the World Cup. You, there's Honestly, for atmosphere, there's no other place than being in France and refereeing in France. And then the community side of stuff... Being able to, well, I wouldn't have met you two, Herberts, in the first place if I hadn't been involved in community rugby. I also wouldn't have met half the people that I've come across in, in my time that have actually enabled me to go on and do what I'm doing. And to be able to walk into a club and sit down and have a pint with some fabulous people that have come from all sorts of walks of life and it all be the same level, like, you can't really ask for much better. And it keeps you fit as well. I like... I love it. I love it for lots of different and reasons. You get loads of stash. 
No, you don't get loads of stuff. And you get to travel the world. I get to travel the world, yeah. But that's when you make it to put to, to elite level, and I'm There's very some, fortunate. So community referees. Why should why should someone listening now is thinking? How are you going to push them onto the side and go? Do you know what? Because you, you've got your referee qualification. Let, let's let's blow the trumpet about that. Let's let's become real rugby positive. I'm, I'm going to cancel my in the bin. I'm going to cancel it because I don't want to do it. I want to, I've decided we're going to go positive today. I want, okay. to push, I want to push positive aspects. I want people to be excited about our beautiful game. I, I did it because I'm 49 now and it was... I wanted to... When I did it about eight years ago, I thought that if I can't play any longer, something happens or I haven't got the energy, then I want to... Um, instead of being hated by the other 15, I want to be hated by all 30. No, I didn't. <laughs> Oh, that's a really good Bless one. It's normal. It's normally a couple yes. of my own players hate me. No, I, I thought I wanted to he give is, something. He is looking like Bricktop today. He yeah, probably he does enjoy it. Yeah. He's got he's got his thick rim black specs on. I got Bricktop from uh, two lock. Well, it's two lock. It's, it's lock, stock, and two strokes in bottles, isn't it? What? That is uh, just came out of snatch. your snatch. mouth. Anyway, snatch. carry snatch. on. Oh, I carry on. on. I am, Do you know how I many double anyway. hard Danston. So the reason I wanted I wanted to give something back to the game that's given me such a great. Um, attitude to life and spirit and everything else. People who are part of a, a rugby club are part of a, a, a bigger club, a part of something. And when you referee, that that's it. You're giving back to the game and you're you're enabling those people to actually play rugby. Because like you say, with all the abuse, you can't play the game without a referee. So I wanted to be there and it was last season I turned up to play and I refereed my own side. Mm-hmm. So I, I refereed um, uh, Exmouth versus University Engineers. Do you get a meal ticket after? Yeah, you you do, yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> these are perks. You yeah. still get so this. if you're a skin flint, be a ref. You still get for this. Free. You still get this in um, premiership stuff. They still give you little tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, amazing. you get beer tokens as well. Yeah. Yeah. Get on. So, oh, well, they're good. called drinks tokens okay. now. Yeah. So to um, yeah. So to give something back to the game and to referee, uh, and it's great. And the the Devon Society is really strong. I haven't joined the Devon Society yet because I'm still playing, and I just referee when people you say, you "Are you free? Both. We've got something." Uh, 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 and that and Devon send a, a referee out to Canada for a, a tour each year, don't they? America. America. Yeah. Is yeah. It? Yeah. America. They go to Aspen. Yeah. That is an unbelievable trip. Yeah. I mean, you'll come back. You won't remember much, but it's a great trip, and you got. You get to go up to Aspen and do this amazing like tournament where again it's like a clash of all the worlds coming oh. to Aspen. That the rugby posts are made out of massive tree. And there's mooses on the pitch. Amazing. Moose. Uh, and there's loads of really moose. The, moose the plural eye. of moose is moose. <laughs> moose. moose. There's loads of there's really There's a load great. of moose on the pitch going, good day, mate. Because they're never American or Australian. Fade him out again. Fade him out. Um, there's loads of really, Chris is laughing at his own joke. There's loads of really nice referees in the Devon circuit. And after a while, you just get to know them all. There's one, one Graham, he's brilliant. And uh, he said, when he was being assessed, the referee asked him what his warm up was. And Graham said, chocolate. Oh, I love <laughs> that. He's so I love good. that. That's so good. But they're good. really, really good. These, the, the, so, the guys so we've, we've done a bit about referees. Canada, there was a, there's a cracking story. A mate of mine, Paul Arnold, played for the England counties. Um, and they I went hope on, this is good because you've been a lot of stories They today. went to tour on Canada and it was the same time as England Saxons were playing the Churchill Cup and they decided they want to have a scrimmage between the teams and the England Saxons had the top spec mega coach and for some reason, the England counties couldn't get a mega coach, so they had a party bus that they hired that had a smoke machine and disco lights. <laughs> and they rocked up for this training scrimmage. And the England Saxons there in all their kit looking the part. And then this party bus pulled up with a load of rave music playing. Lasers. And, they, and the counties got off with all laser beams and a smoke machine. <laughs> and supposedly the counties forwards absolutely smoked the England Saxons at line-up time. 
That's a true story. That's crazy. The, the counties is players that are selected from um, the, the, the second tier and down, and Saxons is obviously the top team. But Chris, you played counties, didn't you? I, I I was fortunate enough to play a test match against Uruguay. Yes, to South America. Yeah, yeah. We played Argentina Jaguars. It was hysterical. We were, we were, I think it was eight seven to us at half time, and then they beat us like thirty five eight. Oh, <laughs> talking of which, um, the Barbarians women are down in South Africa playing them at the moment. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, it seems to be going really well for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the Barbarians is a bit of a new concept on the female circuit, um, but it has worked really, really well. And they've got some phenomenal players in there. And the stash of the Barbarians is oh, no, but That's good stash. Uh, that's and we also haven't stash. talked about Chiefs' first game. Chiefs' women's first game. Yes, oh, against Worcester. Yeah. Against Worcester. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jodie Owensley, the, the gladiator, scored a, a cracking in and out try, didn't she? She did, yeah. No, she's uh, she's doing well with, with them as well. Um, I think. And kid- she's modelled a load of... They've, they've modelled a load of kit at um, Weir Park at, at Exeter Golf and Country Club. There's a lot of off-field attire. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. I saw that. Well, there you go. Female cut, well, it's nice to have female cut clothes, because... Yes. I think yes, it's I always know. been you've got to wear men's clothes and you yourself having yours kit tailored. Now you can actually buy clothes tailored for the female figure. L- listen, even when they are tailored... Uh, I'm I'm struggling with my shorts at the moment, boys. I'm struggling. My <laughs> my thighs are rubbing together. Uh, <laughs> it, oh, it's a problem we it all face. It's terrible. I've never had it before, but my shorts are not doing me any favours. Right. Um, and on the weekend, you can see periodically throughout the game, I'm hoiking my shorts down, um, just to, to. Which game was this? Newcastle Sale. Oh, how did that go? Yeah, like oh yeah, because Sale went full gun gone. and got beat, didn't they? Yeah, Adam Radvan scored the worldie. He got a terrible pass on the right wing and just sort he of did, went yeah. on a mazy run. And he did. Johnny Hill accelerated and didn't quite get him. And then I think it was Simon McIntyre didn't fill, so the dog leg, and he went through and just gassed everyone. Who was that? Did, Johnny Judas. Judas Hill. Judas Hill. <laughs> Judas Hill. <laughs> and then and then and then um, oh, Tom O'Flaherty had Radvan lined up, and Radvan went meep meep. <laughs> Round him. Genuinely, yeah. genuinely, you had him. You thought he's going to get him here, and Radwan just turned the afterburn. I'm not going to call like Flats Judas because he's great lad. He's a top boy. Yeah, they're good. They're good lads. The, the two, the two sides actually. Um, they played. They played some like pretty full on rugby, and that wasn't too far from them Gun both teams. having both yeah. big big uh-huh. teams out. Um, but yeah, this obviously Sale have got a little bit to to work on by the looks of things. But but Newcastle, like they had a good go at it. Well, I had a good go in it. So local rugby round. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, so I was going to I was going to have a rant, but then I thought, you know what? What let's were you going to rant about? Let's push a positive I agenda. I don't want to know. Don't want to know. Don't well, want to know. I want to know. I'm I sure know what you want to rant about. It will definitely come out on some group. Nope, yeah. let's not do it. So local rugby tribute uh, one. Uh, it was uh, plenty of really good games. Barnstable forty one over Devonport Services. Uh, Brixham That's got the first loss for Devonport. Yeah, Brixham well. got the win. Launceston put one over Lanson put one over Matson. Oakhampton first win, brilliant for them over Ivybridge, 34-30. Exmouth went to Sarstall and lost 19-3, their first loss. Uh Western Supermare, 25, Lydney 53. I, I want to know about the big one. Somebody's O had to go. Newly promoted Topsham were playing the big guns Sidmouth at the Bonfire Field. Do you know how that one went in? I do indeed. So um, uh, unfortunately, they they lost to Sidmouth. Uh, this this is their first loss. Uh, it Seventeen was... games on the bounce, winning. Yeah. They got promoted into the league, won their first three. Sidmouth came and beat them. 
Yeah, it was a real close, close game though. So mm. it was only by three points. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was sad for them to lose it. But great, you know, they've gone up into this league. They've done really well, and that's their first sort of real show of uh, Sidmouth, who are, who are one of the, the the better sides in this league. Yeah. Um, the real sad one is that Newton Abbott had over a hundred points put on them. Oh no! Um, oh, who no. was that? Which is uh, which is really tough. I don't know because my page has just gone off, and oh. I, I'm not that bright I mean, to remember things. Because Nabbit, Nabbit are getting a lot right off the field but it appear on the field they need a bit of bit of rubber the green yeah it's really point is not rubber the green really is it sorry not really no. not really but they are getting the club bit right which is I, I think more important at times um just well, to keep uh, people in there isn't it um, having interest in the oh. business of rugby if your business is strong yeah teams will come and go so it's yeah. come up it was wade bridge camels 106 newton abbott seven wow. so at least they didn't get nilled which is always harder isn't that, it that's always if you're getting pumped and you get a penalty in front of the post to five minutes left, what do you do? You kick for the corner and get seven points, which is what Neil Abbott did. <laughs> no, no, I'm going over the post. Some, some of the World Cup games, I think it was Namibia, and it's like they got a penalty and they went to the corner. It's like, lads, just take three points. Oh, it's going to look better. No, get on. No, Go on, boys. No. no, keep going for it. And that's exactly yeah. that, isn't it? Okay. So, yeah, seven to them. So, yeah. Well, you've been in games like that when you've been dominant over someone. And what do you say? You say, well, it's a training game now. Let's, let's do this and let's not let them score. Oh, God, yeah. So that, that, you want to nil them, you want to nil them. So it's, it's always a bit That's, that's an ego thing then, Of course isn't it, it is, yeah, massively. Yeah. Well, you're driving your standards. If you, if, I mean, I've been on both sides. I've, been, I've, I've won games well, I've lost games well. And, and on both of them, if, if you're winning well, it's like, don't give them anything. Yeah. Let's keep our standards up. If you're losing, right, guys, it's nil-nil. Let's try again. Let's, let's start from now. See if we can get, win the last five minutes. Let's win the last minute. <laughs> last score's the winner. <laughs> Golden point. Golden it's point. Do you ever do that was, in um, school? Petrus Duplessis has done a really nice tweet. He's gone. Um, he's got a video of Australia at half time and Quade Cooper. This is from way back, and Quade Cooper's talking about. Oh yeah, the guy. I saw it. Yeah. And I love like team talks when you, when you're under the cosh or whatever. You want to know what's being. Like, what would you say if you're Namibia and you've just conceded like your seventieth point and you're under the sticks, right, lads? I'll be like, don't worry about it. Just go and have fun. Yeah. You're playing against some of the best players in the world on one of the biggest stages. Don't worry about it. Let's just go for it. Let's just have good fun. Would it be too late for the Waterloo chat there, isn't it? This is your Waterloo. This is your battle. This is it. Still You've there. only got no, two of them a year. No, you don't need that. You could get, like, by that point, and, and, look, correct me if I'm wrong, but by that point, you're like, don't worry about it. Mm. It's good. It's done. <laughs> like someone I played with, Tony uh, Tony Emmons, wanted to chat about a ping pong ball and bat and something, and I can't remember any of it. But we bring it up every single time. It's like the worst <laughs> motivational chat, something about a ping pong bat because we were losing or whatever. And yeah, weird. Oh, best 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 team talk I ever had was Ian was Ian Bremner. Ian Dunstan was <laughs> Ian Bremner before we played Bristol at the County Ground was one of the best team talks I've ever had ever. I'd have run through brick walls for him. The best I've ever heard of was Pete Kramer for Oral when they played Worcester. Of course, Oral. Oh, mate. It's one of Worcester were the moneyed team mm. and they, they, they were buying all the players in and Oral was a proper battling team at the time. And he come in, these, these fancy dans have come. They've come to beat us. They've come to smash us about. They've come to take our jobs. They've come to live in our houses. They've come to sleep with our wives. Oh and I God. don't know about you, but I love my wife. <laughs> 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 and then he stormed out the changing room. Brilliant. <laughs> That's so good. Oh. That's so good. Before one of the lads love went, that. I love your wife too. <laughs> oh, wow. Don't take no, that there. Wow. Um, 
Right, guys, I think I think we've had a really nice pod today. Um, unfortunately, Don, Don Armand couldn't join us. He's had um, well, there's been a bit of bad news on the the friends of rugby union. There's been a few. There's been a few men have died. Um, Paddy Chenery. We should mention Paddy Chenery passed away quite recently. Big pad captain um, of um, captain at Montpellier. Montpellier. And a Lovely chief, man. Absolute cheese legend. And it, I mean, he was a bit of. He was good at his wake. They had a, a collection of his shirts. And back in the day, you didn't get your shirts. So I, I tipped the cap to Paddy because he must have robbed a few shirts. <laughs> <laughs> cracking collection of number five shirts. I wouldn't say no to him if he wanted to rob a shirt. Mate, Paddy could do whatever he wanted. He yeah. was huge. Yeah. Um, and an absolute giant of man. So Paddy will be missed. Yeah. Um, and also Phil Sampson passed away after a, a very brave battle of cancer, former commanding officer at CTC, I believe. Um, absolute super Royal Marine and a good close friend of the Chiefs and close friend of Don Armand. Um, so just a moment for both of those guys. And beyond that, I think we'll we'll say, is there any other business for, for the sombre ending of this pod? Uh, no, just looking forward to this week. We're halfway through the World Cup. We've got another half as many games to go again. That was good maths. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's going to be great, isn't it? There's, there's Every game from now on becomes really critical for those sides. Mm. You can't have a bad game unless you're already out. Mm. Sorry to take the... <laughs> so- Right, okay. I'm just trying to lift the mood <laughs> yeah, up. Sorry, like, I, did, I, did, I did take the wind out of everybody's <laughs> sails, but I felt, look, I felt there, were two, there were two men that were absolutely worth just, just yeah, having a moment for. Absolutely, 100%. yeah. And, and they were, they yeah. Were, you know, Phil back in the day used to speak to us as, as guys when we were first coming into the Prem. And, and so yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 for me, as one of the, the, the earlier chiefs, he was important. No, that, that link was my fault there. Sorry, yeah. Ian. No. I com- <laughs> you were talking about something and I completely, like, just stopped listening. <laughs> I just I just saw someone <laughs> with, with um, the Top Gear, Clarkson, and and uh, the other two, you never remember the names, I do. They had a pact. May if, if and... James May and, and Hammond. Hammond. So they, they had a pact. If one of them died, they'd have to announce it on on, on air like this. And uh, they'd say, well, unfortunately, at the weekend, uh, Rich Hammond died in a, a nasty accident. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on with the show, the new Peugeot. Were <laughs> <laughs> and that was their pact, how they had to announce it. Right. So we should celebrate life and do it and be jolly. But yeah, World Cup going on. It's great. Um, lots of local rugby this oh, weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to go to Exeter. Chiefs and watch them play um, London Scottish. You are. You've yes. got 1905 tickets. I have, yeah. Oh, thanks, cool. thanks to my mate Malcolm Baker. But so I'm, I'm taking the eldest. Beatrice is going to have one hell of a day. You don't actually have them yet. They're in my cast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I've England, promised my daughter, don't don't break my 12-year-old's heart. England, okay. Canada, second round after a, the Stone X. Right. Um, they're due to, to clash again. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. That'll be pretty cool. We've also got Scotland versus Spain, um, which I'm travelling up to to run touch for a debutant. Oh uh, yes, our very own homegrown Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It used to be Myers. Hollywood. Yes, genuine. <laughs> I can see your face light up. <laughs> yep, yeah, um, she used to be a player in the. Uh, I wouldn't rev it, but Hollywood would. <laughs> we know a Hollywood. You, you, There's a why, local girl called Hollywood, the beautician. Why has Edward Woodward got four D's in his name? Oh, I don't know, Chris. Oh, How would you no. like to be called Ewa Woo Woo? This is my favourite joke. That's such a dad joke, isn't it? Don't laugh, Brad. Don't (laughs) laugh, because you encourage him. And you've been announced as well. You're you're taking a little trip soon, aren't you, to referee somewhere? I'm going down to the WXV, yeah. Where where were you suggesting that I'm off to? You're taking a big flight, aren't you, over the pond? Where? No, the WXV's down in South Africa, isn't it? No, that's the second tier. Um, It's New Zealand, South Africa, Dubai. So where are you? So you're in New Zealand? New Zealand. When are you going? New Zealand. Uh, 14th of October. Oh, wow. Do you fly business class? No comment. Always. Shut up, Coxie. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Always turn left. (laughs) Dame of the realm. (laughs) 
Exactly. As you, as that's you, if do, I don't do miss to, the flight because I sit to, in the lounge too long. Do they have long. to put you on the, the plane before everyone with like the trumpeteers and the, the official dignitaries? Ladies no, and gentlemen, third them. in line's the throne, Dame Sarah Cox. No, I asked them not to. Oh. I said, please don't make a fast. I'm going to get my tattoo off. as well. I need to do that. You do. Right, come on. Yeah, we're talking. Round it up. Okay, round it up. So we'll, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking a lot more rugby. There's a hell of a lot going on. I will be reporting back from Chiefs. I'll tell you all about the 1905 experience. <laughs> you won't remember a thing. I will. I'm taking my daughter. I'm not going to drink. Okay. Losing weight, aren't I? Roaming around the world. Boring. Right, we've gone too long. Thank you, guys. That's been Two Locks and a Cox, episode eight. Two Locks and a Cox. From Devon's Radio X.